0: Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Balan in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning again we continue our sermon series on Christian character. I know that we have come a long way in this series and today we are going to talk about pillar number seven of the Christian character called compassion. Pillar number seven of the Christian character is known as compassion. Last week, we spoke about pillar number six, if you remember. What was that? Joy. Good, you remember what we spoke last week. Great. So joy, we spoke about joy, pillar number six of Christian character. And we said a couple of things. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control. Joy is to know that my God is in control of my life. And we know very well that joy is nothing to do with our flesh. Joy is something to do with our soul. It's an inner happiness, inner joy that we experience within us. And we also said joy comes by reading the word of God. And as Paul writes, he says, I write these things because your joy may be full. Your joy may be complete. Joy is we receive joy from by reading the word of God and we also know that joy comes from the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the living God makes you and me joyous. We become joyful at the feet of Lord God. And we also said joyous Christians have the ability to attract people. Because we are joyous every time. We are joyful every time. You know, we can attract people. People around us are getting attracted towards us because they find something special in our lives. And God wants us to be joyful. And we also said we can experience joy by doing a couple of things. Number one, we said realizing that joy is a gift from God. You know, there are people blessed with that gift today. No matter what they go through, they're very joyful. They are always you know, carry the joy in their lives. Number two, by relying on God, we can experience the Christian joy. Having people around us. We need people. We can't just live in isolation. We need people together, living together. We can also experience the joy by setting the same joy that was set before Lord Jesus. You know, Lord Jesus went through the cross, went through the pain, because he knew knew very well there is a great joy that was set before him. And, you know, that made him to carry the pain in his life. In our lives, when we said the joy and we talked about what was the joy, the joy of being seated with the Lord God in the heavenly realms. The joy of worshiping Lord God along with the angels in the eternity. You know, these are the joyous moments that in our lives, they will keep us To move forward. There is nothing much we can get at times in this world. But you know there is a great joy that is waiting for you and me. And Jesus set the joy in front of him. And that enabled him to move forward. And God wants us to do that. And finally we also said we need to fight against the spiritual depression. There is something known as spiritual depression. You know today the joy is being taken out of churches. People are not happy worshipping God. People are not happy. They find, they find it, it is too much. And pastor mentioned, she put a word this morning saying that, just forget about all your traditions. Traditions become so heavy upon us that robs the joy from our lives. We don't fear, find the joy of worshipping the Lord anymore. You know, Jesus came to this world to set us free. From all the bondage of the devil and from all the bondages of the religion, he came to set us free. And today you and I have the freedom to worship God that brings great joy in your life. And this morning, we are going to talk about the pillar number seven called compassion. One of the many Christian characters known as compassion. And I believe we have just one more to go and we will be done with the series. I'm sure all of you must be happy about it right because it has been a tough teaching session that we have been going through you know by knowing we need faith we need obedience we need humility we need love we need forgiveness and we need joy and today morning we are going to talk about again we need compassion and before we do that when we started this series we are going to read this biblical convictions of Christian character together shall we do that you are going to read that along with me out loud let's start number one the Bible is the inspired Word of God and the final authority in my life. My purpose in life is to love God and to order my life around his priorities. My body is the temple of God and I must not defile it. My church correctly teaches me the foundational truths of the Bible. My children are gifts from God and I develop godly character in them. My actions must never weaken the scriptural convictions of others. My marriage is a lifelong commitment to God and to my spouse. My money is given by God to manage faithfully and wisely. I don't want it. My words must be in harmony with the word of God. I'm accountable. My affections should be set on things above, not on things of the earth. So that being said, this morning we are going to talk about pillar number seven known as compassion. Compassion. This is one of the Christian characters that is expected from any child of God let's try to define compassion a little bit before we really get into the Word of God compassion dictionary says it is a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by a misfortune accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate or to reduce the suffering so what is compassion it's a feeling of deep sympathy a sorrow when we look at somebody who is affected by something in her life or in his life and we feel sympathy along with her, along with him and we also, there is a great desire how good it be if the pain is reduced how good it be if the suffering is reduced for a moment let her just live peacefully and you start praying for about it and you start acting towards that that's what is known as compassion Compassion is also helping those who are hurting. There are many people who are hopeful. There are many people who are hurting today in this world. Those who live around us. You know when we look at them, we feel sympathy for them. We sympathize for them. Sympathy is nothing but seeing someone going through all this in his life, in her life. You know, unfortunately, some of our parents, when they, when, when they are aged, they go through pain. You know, my mom goes through pain, arthritis pain. And she has been suffering through it last 14 years, more than 14 years. You know, I feel sympathy for her when I see that pain that she's having. And she has, she, her fingers are not straight anymore. They are just kind of bent because of the pain. You know, I, feel sim- I sympathize for her. When she goes through pain, someone just lost her son or daughter just recently. When I look at him, when I face him, I feel that suffering that she, he goes through. I see that and I just sympathize with him. At times, you know, we empathy, you know, empathize with people around us because we think that we just try to feel that in our body, the same pain. How severe that pain may be. If I go through that pain, we just feel it. We just feel the pain of it. That means you have compassion towards somebody. The full meaning of compassion is this, which is doing something to relieve someone's pain. It's not just seeing that someone is in trouble. The compassion also means just to do something. Do something at that moment so that he or she may come out of that pain. You know, when I talk about pain, it's not just the physical pain. It's emotional pain. There are, you know, there are various other things that people go through today. Within our family, within our friend circle, in the church and in the society, people go through tremendous amount of things in their lives. And when we do something to get them out of that moment, that struggle that they are in, that means, you know, we have compassion. And God wants us to have compassion when we look at, when we deal with those people. Compassion also means getting involved. Investing our effort and time in somebody's life. It also means bearing somebody's burden. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy. We Christians at times, we try to have everything for our own. There's nothing wrong. But we try to experience and enjoy everything for ourselves. But compassion also means Bearing someone's burden. Bearing someone's burden. You know the call that you and I have in our lives, it's not just to live for ourselves. It is also to be poured out. That's the example that Jesus demonstrated. He did not come to this world to just live for himself. No, he was just poured out throughout his life. Let's take it further this morning. Let's try to throw some Christian flavor to the word compassion. The Christian definition of compassion, the Hebrew and Greek words, translate compassion in the Bible as this. It says to have mercy, to feel sympathy, and to have pity on something that somebody is going through. Based on the Latin roots, compassion also means to suffer with. To suffer with. You know, God has called us to suffer with the fellow believers. When someone is going through trouble, when there is a loss in somebody's family, at times we, don't we feel that it is a loss in our own family? We feel that. And we don't eat for days together. They they are not related to us. They have nothing to do with us, our family. But they are believers. They serve God along with us. They stand with us for the sake of the gospel. And we feel so in our lives, suffer with. That's the Latin root of the word compassion. What about our God? Let's read from Psalm 86 verse 15. Bible says, Psalm 86 15, word of God says, By you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in mercy and truth. Who our God is, listen to me this morning Who our God is, he is a God full of compassion he is a God full of compassion, now are we not encouraged this morning to know that my God is a compassionate God you know at times people don't look at us but you know we need to know that my God is a compassionate God he is feeling sorry for what we are going through, yesterday night we talked about it, God knows every bit of details of our lives on this earth God knows everything. God knows everything from the time when we are formed in the womb of our mother until we reach eternity. You know, everything is ordained and ordered and controlled by God because He knows every bit of our lives. The reason is He's a compassionate God. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, scripture says, Lamentations 3, 22 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. You know, the way we behave at times, the way I behave at times, you know, I am just ready to be consumed because of my sinful nature. Don't you feel that? But we are not consumed because of his compassion. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. That means God really forgets what you did yesterday and he's just Come ready there with a handful of compassion for that morning, for that day. The moment you do something wrong, God is still compassionate. Because he comes that morning with a fresh level of amount of compassion. And next day, another amount of compassion he comes with. You know, that's how we are surviving. Because he is such a God, such a compassionate God. We are trying to understand what compassion means. Compassion is also a natural instinct of any human you know when we see such things happening in front of us when we see poverty when we see cruelty not only cruelty for the uh, for, for for the mankind even for animal cruelty we feel compassionate when we see those things and you know sometimes you know we we hear about people are getting tortured persecuted because they profess, they confess, Lord Jesus Christ. When we hear about those things, we feel compassion. We feel compassionate towards you know, what is happening in this world. Child molestation, child abuse. The such an innocent and children are abused. You know, when we hear this, we feel so pity for them. We so, you know, we feel so you know you know care about them. What about massacres? When such things happen, we feel compassionate. You know, there is an accident that took place that a few survivors came out of that accident, but unfortunately they lost some of the family members. In that terrible accident, we feel compassionate. Sickness, disabilities, many other health conditions. You know, when we go through, when we hear people going through all these things, we feel compassionate towards them. This morning we are trying to understand what compassion means. Word of God also says compassion is a Christian character that's the reason we are studying this morning. You know when Jesus came to this world he came to represent the God who is the compassionate God Jesus walked in the streets of Jericho, Jesus walked in Galilee you know when he was doing those miracles he was representing God Almighty on the face of this earth and he was also representing the compassion that God had to the mankind and Jesus scripture says Jesus moved with that compassion and because Jesus was compassionate God the world today is looking for that compassion among Christians. The true compassion is expected from you and from me. The same way the world is looking for real love from us. The way the world expects us to love them unconditionally. And when we talked about forgiveness we talked about that very clearly how many times we need to forgive. Not seven times, not not 490 times, then, not. It, we eventually arrived at unlimited times we need to forgive. People around us are looking for love. The same way they are looking for compassion, looking for compassion from you and me. You know, today, as I said, the world around us is hurting. The hurting world is expecting us to have concern over them, the hurting world is expecting us to understand them. You know, most of the time the churches are known to be to condemn people for what they do. But that's what is not the expectation of the world today among churches. The world is expecting us to extend the compassion that Lord Jesus showed to people. They are looking for somebody to stand with them in times of trouble. They are looking for someone to, to carry their burdens along with them. You know, it's a challenge for you and me today. We talk about the Christian character's compassion and we want to show that compassion to others but then how do we do it? It's a challenge. Let's read a couple of scriptures. Ephesians 4.32 Ephesians 4.32 Paul says Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Can we read that scripture together this morning? It's a beautiful scripture. Let's read that together. You have that in the screen too. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. You know, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. He's saying this. Just be kind and compassionate to one another. You know, we are talking about a Christian character called compassion. When someone goes through certain things in their lives, are we able to sympathize? Are we able to, you know, take that, carry that burden in our lives, in our hearts, and pray for them? Let's look at the compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's worth doing that this morning. You know, Jesus Christ exemplified all the attributes of the Father. We know that very well. You know, Jesus said, nobody has seen the Father. But if you have seen me, you have seen the father you know that's the same thing this world is looking at us. world wants to see Christ in our lives because they have not seen Jesus except those disciples people who lived at the time when Jesus was walking on the street only those people they have seen Jesus have anyone else seen Jesus have you seen Jesus no no right sometimes we say that we saw Jesus in the vision we saw Jesus in a dream but we are not seeing Jesus the way Thomas saw Jesus and put his, you know, fingers in the nail print. No, we are not seeing Jesus that way. Only the early disciples, they had the privilege of seeing Jesus. But now, the world around us is trying to see Jesus in your life and in my life. Is the world seeing Jesus in our lives, in our workplaces? Yes? No? And that's why the world is looking around us. And the reason why we study about Christian characteristics, you know since the time we started this series, it brought changes in my life and I believe it brought changes in your life too. Let's look at Jesus Christ. Jesus exemplified the characteristics of Lord God, including the compassion of Lord, Jesus, Lord God. And scripture says in John chapter 11 verses 33 to, 33 to 35, Jesus wept when Jesus was standing in front of the tomb of Lazarus he looked there and Martha and Mary they are weeping and scripture says he looked this side some of the Jews they gathered together they were also weeping and when Jesus saw this he was moved with compassion and he wept. Jesus wept. You know there is nothing wrong in weeping in front of people if God moves you. There is nothing wrong in crying out for somebody if God wants you to do that Jesus wept in front of everybody and scripture also says in Matthew chapter 14 verse 14 Jesus moved with compassion for the suffering of others and he healed them you know we know that number one reason why people get got healed when they came to Jesus many times Jesus said your faith has made you well people came you know with that faith with that desire And today when people come to the church, when when they come to a time of prayer with that desire, we see healing taking place there. The second reason why people got healed, just because Jesus moved with compassion. You know, when we, when our hearts are moved with compassion, when we feel sympathy, and when we feel the pain of someone going through in their lives, and when you cry out to God for them, God does miracles. God does wonders. Jesus was moved with compassion. Scripture also says in Mark chapter 1 verses 40 and 41. When Jesus saw the leper crying out. Jesus moved with compassion. Can you imagine? God Almighty coming down from heaven. Walking in the streets of Jericho. Walking just, just like any ordinary man. When a leper cried out. Jesus looked at him. And he has heart moved with compassion. That's the reason Word of God says, God is a compassionate God. And that same compassion is expected from your life and my life. You know, at many times I fail in that. I'm not able to show that compassion because for some reason I'm getting carried away by so many things that are happening in my life. I may not give enough time to sympathize with somebody. But God is asking this morning, each one of us, it is your responsibility, it is totally expected out of you that you need to have that, that, that character in your life. If not, we need to develop that character within us. Matthew 9.36 scripture says, when Jesus saw the multitude, he found them as a sheep with no shepherd. And scripture says he was moved with compassion. You know, people were moving here and there, people were walking church to church. You know, they they are looking, they they look like sheep with no shepherd. Today have you come across such people? There are many of them. There are many of them, plenty of them today. They don't have, they they are not willing to come under a leadership. They are not willing to come within the church. They are not willing to come under the shelter of that umbrella. They just want to be out just a, you know, free goat. They just want to go move here and there. They are not willing to come under a leadership, under a spiritual leadership. And when Jesus looks at these people, word of God says, He moves with compassion, His heart moves moved with compassion. Jesus is a compassionate God. Now we'll talk about some of the practical challenges that we have. Number one, the question that we may have is, what difference I am going to make in the whole universe? Because the problem is so huge. What difference I can make? I can be compassionate, but for, for what? Second question we may have is I'm not having enough for myself. If I show my compassion, I may have to give. It's not just showing the compassion, it is also helping. How do I do it? Practical challenges. You may say that if I keep helping others, who will take care of my problem, my family? You know, that's a valid question. Right? You know, m- many times we get complaints from the wives saying that my husband is a very good man for the whole world. But he doesn't really help do anything to me. Right? Any witness here? Somebody is smiling, laughing. Right? (laughs) So, if we take care of all the other problems, then who will take care of my problem? It's a very valid question. You know, sometimes we say that, it's not my problem, it is their problem. They are in sickness because they went into that situation. They were not careful. They could have been careful. They could have done something like you know this, that. I don't have anything to do with it. It's their problem. We are very good in that too. Sometimes we say that if I help once, the trouble comes and every time she'll be behind me for help. How do you expect me to show the compassion to others? How do I know that the problem is genuine? You know many times you know, when people come to us for help they may be fake. They may be. We don't know what they are going to do with that money if we give money. We don't know. How do we know it's genuine? Sometimes we say that I really feel bad about it. But what can I do? I cannot do anything. We are talking about Christian character, compassion. But we see we have so many questions within us. How do we deal with all those issues? Let's take to the Gospel of Luke. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke. I believe scripture has an answer to these questions this morning. How do we practice compassion in my life? We are going to read from Luke chapter 10 verses 25 to 37. Luke chapter 10 verse 25 through 37. Listen to this. Luke 10 verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law what is your reading of it so he answered and said you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself and jesus said to him you have answered rightly do this and you will live." but he wanting to justify himself said to jesus and who is my neighbor that was a question asked by the lawyer Who is my neighbor? Verse 30, Luke 10. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothes, wounded him, and and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side of the road. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at that place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed he took out two denarii gave them to the innkeeper and said to him take care of him and whatever more you spend when I come again I will repay you so which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves we are trying to answer some of the practical difficulties we have to show compassion to others so here we read the story a parable that Jesus spoke to the disciples you know we are living in a hurting world but you know what? The world could not offer anything to those who are hurting. What the world could offer? The world could rob them off. And the world could strip them down. And the world could wound them. And the world could leave them half dead. You know, this is what the world is capable of, capable of doing today. If somebody is, you know, coming up in their career, the world is very good to pull them down. You know, somebody is blessed, the, the world is very good. You know, put that evil eyes on that building, on their house, and their residence and their family. If somebody is blessed with a job, people are not happy about it. World could do all this to someone who is really hurt. Who's really looking for somebody to stand along with him. You know, that's the situation of those who are ungodly. Those who do not Christ in their lives. You know, we come to church every Sunday. And we rejoice in the, in the Lord and we go back. But there are thousands out, outside there. They don't have any place to go. You know, the reason why they get to be, they become drug addicts is because. You know, they, they just get, try to get something out of it. Try to get a moment of joy, a moment of happiness out of it. No. But the world around us is hurting. And this is what the world could offer. Let's, let's, let's read verse 31. That's very interesting. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. We are talking about how do we show compassion to somebody who's painful, who's going through difficulty. This morning I'm not sure whether you're able to relate this sermon with your life. I pray that God may open our eyes. There is so much we need to do. There is so much of sacrifice that God wants you to make. It's not the life that God has given is not just to live for yourself. It, the life that God has given you is to, be sac- to sacrifice for somebody else. The priest was on his religious duty. You know his aim was to go to church on time because there are 300-400 people sitting there, waiting there for him to arrive and he needs to go there and do all the ceremonies all the spiritual ceremonies that he's supposed to do there and there is no time for him to show compassion on the other hand in case if he touches this body, this man who is half dead according to the rituals he can't do the spiritual rituals again he needs to be away for at least seven days from from those activities Because anything, anyone who touches a body which is about to die is defiled. You know, that was the concern of the priest. And he did not have time to compassion. The reason why Jesus came to this world is to seek and to save that which was lost. But the priest is here serving God. The priest is here doing all the ceremonies just to satisfy him just to satisfy him. You know at the end of the day we may get satisfied by doing all the things that we are doing but God may not be happy about what we are doing at times. We may come to church and preach every Sunday you may say that I spent 12 hours, 18 hours in preparing the sermon but what is the outcome of all this we do? What is the outcome of all this? If hearts are not changed, if lives are not changed, if people around us are not touched, you know the whatever we do cannot stand in front of God. The priest was so concerned about his spiritual duties. The priest was religious minded or duty minded we can say or we can say he was selfish, he was just thinking about his problem. He was also self righteous, he was not caring for people but he was a priest. You know it's a challenge, it's a challenge. He cares about religion. He cares about going to church every Sunday without fail. He cares about you know, doing all these traditional things one after another. He wants to fast and he wants to pray. He wants to do this, that. But then what about people who are living outside? How do they see Christ in our lives? The priest was not caring at all. What about the Levite? Let's read verse 32. Likewise, the Levite, when he arrived at that place came and looked and passed by on the other side. You know, it's so interesting. They came just walking in the middle of the road and when they saw the dead man, the off dead man there, they just went to the other side of the road and they started walking in the other side of the road because they don't want to even come near to that man who was dying. What kind of heart that was? Was it really from God? We question what did the anointing that he carries or she carries. We question at times... You know, sometimes it happens once or twice, sometimes it happens. But then if that becomes their life, here comes the Levite. Levite is supposed to be an assistant to the priests. Right? And he was so afraid, probably he thought that, you know, the thieves may be still around. If he starts to help, even he may get robbed. He was so afraid. And probably he had some urgent business. He had some other work to do. And he probably he would have said, probably this man, who asked him to come all alone, without any preparation, in this time, in this road. He knows that there are robbers. It's his fate. It's his fate. Nobody can do anything about it. It's his problem. You know, that was the attitude of the Levite. You know, sometimes he would have thought within himself, if I really care for them, I will be in trouble. Have you come across such situations in your life? I want to help him, but if I help him, I'll be in trouble. I'll be in trouble. I don't want to allow him to my house, but if I allow him, he may not get out of my house. Right? There are times we get into that situation, practical issues. The Levite was really fearful. He was just blaming others he was so afraid he was not you know willing to really help but he was really worried about the consequences you know we as christians we are very good in that if you want to help somebody we look at the consequences of doing it before helping and by the time he would have died already he would have just lost hope you know he would have lost hope in us And he's just ready to forsake God and walk away. Because he said, I don't want these Christians. We come across that situation. We think about the consequences too much. And God expects... Give those things to God. And when there is a compassion, when your spirit moves, when God is doing something, with little stirring up is happening within you, just go for it. If we don't do that at that moment, you know, we are grieving the Holy Spirit. When we are concerned, when God puts that uh, compassion and concern about somebody in our life, maybe a beggar standing with the boat saying, that homeless, please help me. When God puts that seed within us, when the Holy Spirit just puts a gentle thought within us, just do it no matter what it is. Because if you miss that moment, that moment is not going to come back in our lives. God wants us to show that compassion. The Levite went away. Now comes the Samaritan. just want to move quickly. Samaritan had, scripture says, verse 33, he had compassion. Samaritan had compassion, the compassion that what we are talking about. A Christian character. The Christian character was not found in the priest, it was not found in the Levite that simply means the Christian character was not there in the church but it was there in the, with the Samaritan today's church we are talking about today's church the Christian character is not there in the church it is with somebody who doesn't believe God he's willing there to help but we Christians we try to walk away from the other side of the church we are all in the trouble, I'm in the trouble, I'm in the same boat This morning God may help us. What he did? He bandaged his wounds. He poured on oil and wine. Listen to this. If I am there, I would have gone there. I laid my hands on him and prayed for him. I would have gone from there. That's what we do today. But what the Samaritan did, not just praying, but doing. Just doing just doing we need to pray but we need to act we need to act the prayer without an act is a waste the same way faith without an act doesn't really mean anything we need to act Samaritan was right there pouring oil and you know binding his wounds and what he did set himself on his own animal can you imagine he was coming in his own animal and now he set the Samaritan on his own animal, and now he has to walk sacrifice selflessness sacrifice you know that is a call of God in your life and my life fortunately and unfortunately the reason why God has blessed us the reason why God has called us to be a Samaritan to this world and he brought him to an inn and took care of him you know when I saw read this you know my eyes were opened He spent the whole night with him. Can you imagine? He spent the whole night taking care of that man. And what was the commitment there? There is no commitment absolutely. There is nothing expected out of him. He is just a stranger, came there, took him and put him on his own animal and took him into the inn. And the whole night sitting with him and caring for that man. You know that's what is expected out of the church today expected out of our lives and he took out two dinari and gave them to the innkeeper he was willing to spend we are very calculative at times when we give somebody when we give a support we expect that back but word of God very clearly says your reward is done there on this world you can't expect another reward in heaven when we give just give don't expect that back Don't expect people to pay you back. And finally he says, I will come again. Did you listen to that? I will come again. What made him to do all these things? Compassion. A Christian character that we are talking about. Nothing was expected out of him but a sincere heart. Made him to move out of compassion. And he showed that compassion. You know this morning before we close. Let this compassion become. Our daily life. And I was just thinking if the parable was not written in the word of God. Probably we are not going to know about the good Samaritan. The only reason we know about him. The work he did. Because it is written. Many times what we do. Will not be known to the world. And that's what God expects us to do. Let that become a daily life. Not just Sunday activity. Let that become a daily life. Samaritan was... Not on a mission trip. Listen to this carefully. Samaritan was not on a mission trip. He was in his daily life. Now we see today, people going to mission trip, it's good. I'm not discouraging that it is good. But you know, we have a tendency, when we go to mission trip, we need help. When we come back, we need to take care of our own stuff. No. Let our life become a mission trip every day. Because there is so much need. And now we see the opportunity just came on its way. When we drive to work, When we go to work, in our workplaces, we see the opportunity to show the compassion to others. You know that delayed his travel that day. He could not reach on time, it was totally delayed because he he lost a day, a night there in the inn. And that night was a sleepless night, horrible night for him to take care of the, the, the wounded man. And he was caring for him so much. You know that's where the love of Christ is demonstrated. You know, I believe that's what is the real ministry. You know, God has called us, you and me, to do that kind of ministry to those people, those who are living around us. We see everywhere people are hurt. We see everywhere people are going through sickness, pain, and troubles. They go through emotional struggles. You know, they at times, you know, at times we come across people, you know, who are dealing with, you know, stigmas, various other situations, emotional struggles in their lives. But this morning, God is asking you and me, what are we doing about those things? There are some people, they are living in darkness, they are living in addiction, they are under bondage. What are we doing about this? Are we not compassionate towards them? There are people spiritually confused, they don't have clarity in their way, the way they think, they don't know where to go, what to seek for. And I believe this morning the mission of the church, the mission of each and every one of us is to reach out with the same compassion that Jesus Christ had on him. Shall we close our eyes this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to Pastor Balan Swaminathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.